The views and opinions of the guests of the MeUS podcast do not represent the views and opinions of Consumers Energy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to MeUS, a well-being podcast. It's another Well-Being Wednesday here at Consumers Energy, and I'm your host, Bill Krieger. Today is part two of the two-part series with my friend, Azra Wook. So we will pick up where we left off last week. So my my grandma couldn't walk anymore. My mom couldn't hold her anymore. So she was like asking my mom, just leave me. Just guys, you go and you save your life. So it was really, really hard time for my mom to leave her on the street, on the road, because she was just like, you know, like, you know. It was her mom. <laughs> yeah, she was just, and she said, just go leave me. I'm old and just go and save your life and life, you know, of babies. So, yeah, my grandma, my mom just left grandma there and she promised her that, you know, if she have any chance, she will just come back and, and, pick her up. So sometimes like early in the morning, we came to the, um, some city that was without power. That's everything was dark. So we came to some huge, um, factory, really dark. So there is like also um, the other soldiers that we didn't know who they are. They they just told us to come in and um, they give us some water and some food. I mean, we couldn't recognize nobody because it's really dark without mm-hmm. electricity. So yeah, my mom start asking if anybody can go back and um, pick her up the grandma. She was crying and she said, I don't want to leave her on the road. And yeah, there were some guys who promised us that they will go there and um, try to find. Because there's many people who who been uh, left on, on the, the, the road. So it was next day, sun was coming out. So we just recognized that we are like um, between like many, many people around us, just like in groups. So yeah, we've been explained there that um, um, there is no much food, there is no much water or any liquid. That that city was bombed before we came there, so no electricity. I mean, nothing. So we were so tired and hungry and... and, and we just couldn't move. 
move much mm-hmm. in that time. So we were just laying, you know, trying to have rest. But, you know, when you are under stress and, and, and we didn't know what will happen next. Right. So as tired as you were, you really couldn't sleep. Oh, yeah. Baby was hungry, mm-hmm. crying, like, like many babies around us, like pregnant women, old people, sick people. You know, it was really, really terrible situation. So, yeah, we've been told that we will stay there till next night. Again, we was waiting for dark, mm-hmm. you know, that they can shoot us. So my mom, some, some soldier um, asked my mom if she remember where, where she left grandma. So yeah, she said, yeah, I know. So she, she was asking him, can she go with him back to find her? And he said, yeah, let's wait night, you know, dark, and uh, we will go to find her. And that's what happened, you know, when uh, sun go down, she, um, she then told us, just stay here. I will come back. I'm going to find grandma. So yeah, she left with a couple of soldiers. And uh, in the same time, it was like afraid, you know, what will happen with, with her. So we didn't know anything, and she went back, and she found her next to the road, you know, exhausted. So she picked her on little car. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how it's exactly name of that. She put her on that. So she brought her uh, to us. And shortly after that, we've been told again to go on um, trucks. Mm-hmm. It was dark again. And that trucks didn't have that cover. Mm-hmm. It was so like... It, like like a bench? Like wooden... Bench, yeah, yeah but nah, nah, uh high, just like short. Yeah. So it's again hundreds of people on the trucks and again they, they took us somewhere and it was really scary because the soldier position are on the mountains so they could see everything was happening on the roads and street mm-hmm. so they start shooting us again so we were just like um, putting our heads down and trying to lay how much we could because it's so many of us, you know, there is no space. So yeah, there is like, you know, the um, shots like, you know, over our heads. And uh Again, I don't know how long we've been driving till we came someplace. Again, like early in the morning, 
middle of the street and they just say jump of the truck again so yeah we came to a place that we didn't know I mean absolutely where we are and then we saw like houses and uh, my mom said let's just move in some house just to hide right get some shelter and be able to rest yeah yep so so this town was empty that you went to like there was nobody there was nobody in these houses nobody because the same happened uh-huh. to them like what happened with us they also been moved to other mm-hmm. places somewhere so that all most of the houses are empty so we just move and um, just try to just rest a little bit so there is not much of furniture um, so we made like bed from two chairs mm-hmm. and we put the baby there and there is some old couch that my mom you know put it grandma there and we was all laying on the floor without blankets or pillows or anything just to have a little bit rest mm-hmm. I mean not food at all just some little bit that people left in their house like we did and then day by day you were living there for like months and months in same time, we didn't know anything about our rest of family, right. like my two brothers and, and, and father. So we just need like a long time to recognize what really happened with us. And... Um, so you were you were fortunate to be alive, but I, I have to imagine at that point it didn't really feel like you were fortunate, right? I mean, it was just really hard, really hard time for me and 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 my family and the rest of people. Uh, so after a while, we didn't have anything for eat. Mm-hmm. Because on first we ate the food that we found that house, but like after a short time we didn't have anything. Uh, my mom, it was summertime and we found some things in, in people's gardens that we could use for, you know, just to survive. So there's so many people who came like we did, you know, it was really for like short of time of period, you know, people just, you know, grab everything from gardens. So shortly after that, my mom, she was just going to, um, 
gardens to pick the grass, real grass. So I been asked her, Mom, do you really think we can eat this grass? She said, yeah, honey. You know, I will prepare that you will like it. Like she was, like a really good mom would do. Really good right? mom, yeah. So like the babies was crying every every night because they are hungry. We couldn't explain babies that we don't have food. So yeah, between all that bad situation, we had like good neighbor who was there who had a cow and chickens. And I remember that she was bringing like every day a little bit of milk and some eggs, you know, because she heard babies crying Mm -hmm. and she knew it, that, you know, they're hungry. So yeah, she was bringing like always something for babies, but the baby who was like just few months old wouldn't eat anything, just milk. And, um, yeah, that's day by day. We were just living like that, you know, trying to, to. So you were, you were in this. I want to put a little bit of perspective on this too, is I remember when my kids were 15 and they were worried about the next iPhone they were going to get, or they were exactly. looking forward to getting their driver's licenses or going to prom and you were eating grass, grass and trying to live day by day, not knowing where your family was at. So you're in this town, you're living in this house. Um, you still don't know where your, your father and your brothers are at. Can you talk a little bit about what happened? Uh, did you find them and, and how did you find them? If you Yeah, did? it was like after. Yeah. I mean, how you say your kids and all other kids in in in, in the world, yeah, and they was you know dreaming about the, the toys, you know about. Believe me, I was just dreaming about a piece of bread, and um, I told my mom if I ever have bread, I never will ask for chocolate or candies or anything. And I remember that moment. I was really dreaming during my sleep i was dreaming that i'm eating bread and i was so happy and then i woke up with my stomach was making like weird sound i was really hungry and then i in morning i i was like curving my my body and holding my stomach because it was empty and in the morning, I told my mom, I say, you know what? I dreamed last night. She was like, what, honey? I said, I was dreaming that I'm eating bread and I was full. And then I woke up and then I realized my stomach was <laughs> empty. And she was like, honey, everything will pass and you will be, you will eat bread and you will eat chocolate again and candies. I said, I don't care about candies. I just want a bread. So, yeah. And like after, and also we didn't have any shampoo, any clean water. My mom was going like farther from the house to finding the water that we can have 
uh, shower. So she just she just made some homemade shampoos. Mm -hmm. I mean soaps and things like that that we can just you know clean ourselves and uh, it was July 1991 so we start life like that it was much easier you know because summertime we didn't know I mean how long that will take so the, we was trying to ask people, okay, there was like, in some point, the Red Cross mm -hmm. came to that city and tried to sign our families, you know. So they promised us that they will connect us with men. There was somewhere. So yeah, like, I can't remember right now, like, exactly time. But I believe, like, after two months, we received um, the letter, a Red Cross letter from my father and my older brother. They just say that they are alive, they're doing okay, and, uh, you know, so the Red Cross brought us the, the empty letters that we can write them, that we are just telling them that we are somewhere. Also, we are all okay and alive, you know. So, yeah, we knew it for, we knew it that my brother and all, I mean, father and older brother, alive but we didn't know anything about the youngest brother mm -hmm. who had two babies here and wife so nobody didn't know what happened with him so that was happening for like I believe four months we didn't hear anything about him and then can you imagine situation like of his wife and two babies, you know. And then winter came. We didn't have any, because there is no electricity, we didn't have any, you know, heat or mm -hmm. anything. So again, my mom, you know, she was thinking like real hero say we should go and have the woods, you know, to make fire, you know, in, in, on stove, because it was really cold. Especially we blocked our windows with thick woods because of guns, mm -hmm. because they were shooting every day. And then there was like um, help from United States and all Europe countries. They are um, 
they made like a organization they started giving us food every uh, week let's say like you know there's exactly a day so yeah we've been you know giving us like like let's say a little bit of oil like I don't know half pounds of the flour mm -hmm. rice salt sugar it was enough but it was some some food right so yeah I was like kid like kid I made friends there we was playing outside you know trying to have normal life is right as normal as it could be right yeah so it sounds like your mom really held things all together for everybody too oh yeah and i gotta ask a question this is gonna be a hard question for me to ask i'm gonna try to get through it without crying myself but um i remember you talking about how you were on the road and your mother held your hand and she said everything's gonna be okay and I just wonder when you see your mom today and you hold her hand and everything is okay, what's that like for you now? It's just now, like, as I'm mother and maybe I didn't understand many stuff in that time because I was just teenager and now... um Sometimes I'm thinking how brave she she was in that time to hold us all together and telling us everything will be okay, we will survive. How hard was for her in that time. So that's why how I told on 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 beginning of this story now it's my turn to help her with everything that's why i'm going to bosnia and uh trying to spend time with her and be with her how much i can because she was really really here and there is no you know, there is no thanks enough. Well, she kept, she kept all of her promises. She said that you would be okay. She said that you would survive. She promised your grandmother she would come back and yeah. get her. Yeah. Um, yeah. She promised you would eat bread again, as well as chocolates and candies, which I'm pretty sure you probably have. Uh, they probably all has a different taste and a different meaning, though. I, I, uh, I can only imagine. Yeah, it was just... It's hard to explain anybody who didn't go through that. Mm -hmm. Really hard. Like, it was hard for me to understand that I don't have chocolate. I mean, really simple. Mm -hmm. Chocolate, candy. But then, when you're going through something, you realize, like, how happy... We are now, you know, we have like 
everything what we need. So, I mean, it was really hard eat that grass without any taste, without any salt, without, I mean, it was really, there is no taste. So now, when I'm thinking, you know, when I'm eating some food and I heard people complaining, say, like, really, it's not fair. And how many people is still now hungry in the world? So my message is people just respect, you know, everything that we have right now on our tables, you know, and our loves around us. So that's, you know, most important thing in the world. And I can, I can appreciate that. And that's coming from someone who knows what it's like to truly be hungry, uh, not, not just be hungry because I didn't have breakfast this morning, but to truly, yeah, sure. truly be hungry. Well, we are so glad that you're, you're here. Um, you know, uh, for anyone in the audience who doesn't know, uh, Azra is really a part of our family here at the Krieger household. Uh, and we really appreciate her. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on and talking about, uh, this today. Maybe at some point in the future, I would love to sit down and talk about now that you're here and in, in, in what you've done and how you've gotten to where you're at. Uh, unfortunately right now we're, we're running out of time. So again, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk with me and talk with the audience to give them kind of a perspective on, on how things were. Thank you so much, Bill, for listening to my story. Thank you to the audience for listening in today. The Me, You, Us podcast is proudly sponsored by Consumers Energy, leaving Michigan better than we found it. Remember, you can find the Me, You, Us podcast on all major podcasting platforms. So be sure to go out, find us, and subscribe. If you or someone you know is in crisis, please contact the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. If you are a veteran or know a veteran who is in crisis, you can call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 for the Veterans Crisis Line. And remember to tune in every Wednesday as we talk about the things that impact your personal well-being.